When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, hence the bad. I'm not here cussing and going like crazy. It's just bad language. It's just the way I talk and the way I remember things and the way I look at things, all things black and gold. And if you want to check out everything black and gold, make sure you check out Steel Curtain Network as we get ready for training camp and training camp. Wow, it's right around the corner, less than two weeks away, whenever you are listening to this. It's going to be really exciting because here at Steel Curtain Network and the Fans First Sports Network, yes, the app is up. Make sure you check that out. Whatever team you look for, cheer for, we're going to have it all there. So really excited for all of that. But lots of shows. Make sure you check out the latest edition of the show that we call Let's Ride. It's kind of our flagship show here at Steel Curtain Network. Jeff Hartman had another great episode. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you're going to see them drop at 5 a.m. There's going to be another episode of The Hangover coming up with Shannon White and Daniel J. So that's something to listen to as well. We have some new shows coming up. You're going to go ahead and hear a brand new episode of a show that we call Pump Your Brakes. Now, it originally aired last week at 9 a.m., excuse me, at 5 a.m. on Tuesdays, but Big G, that's Sean Gurley, Tate Boy Fresh, or Fresh Boy Tate, whatever you want to call him, that's my boy Kevin Tate, and also my other boy, Shannon White. They're going to be all together on this. A great mix. That's going to be Wednesday nights. Instead of the curtain call, it's going to have a fresh new look. Make sure you check that out Wednesday nights live on Facebook, on YouTube, and then after that, wherever you download your favorite podcast. We have another fix coming up, too, with Jeremy and Andrew. That's coming up as well. And then check out the Scobro Show. That's going to be on Tuesdays as well, Tuesday evening. All right, let's talk about the Steelers. Let's talk about fandom. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the Steelers and their fans. A lot of fans want to fan their own way, and that's okay. You can be a casual fan. You can be a 9-to-5 fan. September to May. And what September to May is, 9 to 5, I just made that up. But if you're a 9 to 5 fan, then basically you're checking out them in season 
and then you casually, you know, towards the end of the day, regular work day, you know, once you hit uh, two o'clock in the afternoon, sometimes you're in cruise control, but you stick around for the draft talk and the free agent talk. And that's kind of the way a lot of people go. Then there's the 24 seven fans. And if you're a fan here at fans first sports network and still curtain network, then you are going to be one of those full-time fans that know everything and they stick around and they want to know who Armand wants is. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're going to do here at fans for sports network. You're going to know who all these players are, whether they're at the top of the roster, whether they're Kenny Pickett or whether they're a guy that uh, is towards the bottom, but has a legitimate chance to make the 53 man roster. So we're going to be talking about all of that. Throughout training camp, you're going to get to know all these names. Some some people don't show up again until the first game of the season, and that's fine. Does it make you any less of a fan? Does it make you any more of a fan? I know you're going to brag about it, and you're going to be proud of it, being one of those 24-7, 365 fans. That's fine and dandy with me. Whatever fan you want to be. But one thing I ask you not to do is be a belligerent fan. And that has come up on some chat boards as of late. As we have made our we have made our change. We are no longer affiliated with Behind the Still Curtain. That website does still exist. And there's going to be fans there. There's going to be fans following us over to Steel Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network, and that's fine. But it has been brought up that now that some of us are gone, they could go back to name-calling. Because we put a stop to name-calling. And they don't think that's right. And one person brought up, well, it's uh, why they didn't like that it's wrong because it's what Chris Berman's been doing for years on national television. Chris Berman makes up funny nicknames, but they actually cited the names that they want to call like Mike Dumlin, Matt Canada, dumb. Uh, yeah. Anything like that, that is going to uh, really, there's no integrity to nicknames like that. You know, when you're uh, belligerent towards a player, this is one thing that I would say. You could say anything constructively about a player and the way that they play. That's fine. I said for years, Cordell Stewart lacked peripheral vision as a quarterback on the field, even though he's a tremendous athlete. You know, you say a lot of things like that. I've even been one to criticize Mike Mitchell. But I criticized Mike Mitchell for going up to the Jacksonville Jaguars locker room and talking a lot of a uh, lot of smack that was uh hurtful to the team. But I also praised how great a hitter the guy was. He's a very good hitter. There was some parts of his game that I didn't love. 
A lot of people liked him a lot more than I did. But you never attack the character of a guy. You never attack who they are. You, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to bring up here. So we've talked in the past on the show about choosing your own fandom and how you want to be a fan. And it's made me think, would you want to say that to a player's face? And the reason I bring that up is years ago, people went nuts on social media because James Harrison went hunting with Brett Kiesel. And those guys were out together and James put a picture online of him with the trophy afterwards. Was it a participation trophy? Definitely not that. It shows he participated, but he won too with what he brought home. And some people were all over him. And one of the things they were saying is like, well, you should be working on defense and all this. And that's why the, that's why the team is in the state that they're in. Well, it was during the bye week, by the way. I also saw there was a player that got married. And after that player got married, during the bye week, people were were going crazy that they should be focusing on the team's play. The defense was not, the defense was in a little bit of a down period at the time. And they were going nuts over that. And my thought is, are these guys not allowed to have lives? And the reason I bring that all up, they were going after Debo like crazy. And James put online, I bet you you wouldn't come up to me and say that to my face. So if you can't say to someone's face, don't hide behind a keyboard. That's ultimate cowardice. That really is. So just wanted to go ahead and bring that up. But it also made me think about fandom. How did you become a fan? What sparks your fandom? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to have you think about that, too, when we come back. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
All right, I swear I'm not doing a Cleveland Browns podcast with all of the dogs barking in the background. But I was thinking, well, maybe the fact that the Steelers do have, they don't have as many Georgia Bulldogs on their team that the Philadelphia Eagles do. But they still have quite a bit. Maybe that's my my celebration, my tribute to them with barking excited dogs in the background. And that's what's going on. Outside of my studio right now, as we speak, a lot of uh, barking excitement, so I do apologize. We have way too many dogs in our house. Happy dachshunds and one mutt that, gosh, they like to sing in the morning. So, they are big Steelers fans. You know, my first two dachshunds that I ever had, they were named Heinz Ward, Heinz Ward Davis. And Palomalu Davis. Polly was a girl. We called her Polly. And Heinz, we spelled Heinz not like Heinz Ward. We spelled it like the ketchup in the stadium. But he was Heinz Ward. And my, he, he reminded me of Heinz Ward. He was fearless. My gosh, he would, one time he jumped a golden retriever and held on for dear life while that golden retriever wigged out and tried to shake him off. He was, uh, one time he uh, went up to a Weimariner and bloodied the paws off his feet because he was just trying to go ahead and let him know that we're drawing the line. And luckily we had a leash on him. He would fight and these dogs were a hundred times bigger than him. He was about 15 pounds at his highest weight. I lost them both right before AFC Championship games, one in which the Steelers were, we lost Polly right before the AFC Championship game when the Steelers lost to the Patriots. And they were my Steeler buddies. In fact, touchdown Steelers meant that they got a treat. In one game, I gave them, they, the Steelers went off playing the Kansas City Chiefs in 2006. And the Steelers pay, they, uh, gosh, they scored 45 points in that game. And the first touchdown, I said, touchdown Steelers, I went and got them a treat. Well, there were so many touchdowns that every time they heard touchdown Steelers, they could be in another room and they'd be coming. So that was our celebration for years. That's a part of our fandom that, the traditions in our family. Now, the newer dogs, they're named after Harry Potter characters. Because I almost wanted to name one after Le'Veon Bell and uh, Antonio Brown when we got them. But I wasn't allowed to. So maybe in hindsight, that's a good thing. But, you know, in later years, these dogs don't, they watch the games with me. But not like those two did those two well it was their names and and that's uh well when i first moved in when i first got them and it was before my wife and i got married there were times when it was just me and the two little dachshunds and it was always watching the steelers so they were always around for those games i see a lot of steelers fans with their pets i see all those those pics um, if I'm not mistaken, I know Jeff had 
he might still have a dog that was named after a uh, a Pittsburgh Pirates standout from the playoff years. I've always wanted to have uh, I wanted a name. Hines was almost fast Willie. It was right around that time. It was right after the Super Bowl. You know, I wanted to go ahead and name these dogs, but we wanted to give them more girl names. So I think I I get the next round of dogs, but I don't care about naming dogs. I just want to keep these dogs. I they're they're just a joy to have around. I know you just heard them yapping in the background. But Everything's a part of people's fandom. I'm sure I'm sure you go ahead and watch games with your dogs or traditions with your kids. I'm a fan because of my dad and because of my uncle. My uncle was a diehard Steelers fan. He had season tickets out of Johnstown. He used to charter a bus with a bunch of other season ticket holders. And then one day my, uh, my uncle was messing around with my dad. uh, This was brother-in-law to my dad. Not, they weren't brothers. Uh, This was his brother-in-law and said, Hey, got two tickets to the Super Bowl If the Steelers win tomorrow, and this is 1980 right after this 1979 season. And, uh, we were at a family party and my dad said, well, I'll, uh, I'll go, uh, ask your sister. I'll go ask, uh, Patty, my mom. And I remember him saying that she's never going to let you go to the Super Bowl. And it was in Pasadena that year. Future setting of the big bang theory, by the way, Pasadena. Also, you know, who's from Pasadena, the Van Halen brothers. Love talking about Van Halen. I could talk about them all day, too. I could talk about Big Bang Theory all day, but this is a Steelers show. So, Dad comes back and says, all right, yeah, we'll take him. And my uncle was like, what? And they went to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm eight years old. I had just turned eight. And I was scared that my parents were going to go on a plane. I was also mad that they weren't going to take me with them. So there was a part, and I'm not ashamed to say this because I was eight years old, and I talk about bleeding black and gold all the time, but there was a part during that game, the beginning of that game, against the Houston Oilers for the AFC Championship in a frozen Three Rivers Stadium where I was rooting against the Steelers internally. Probably the only time in my life I've rooted against the Steelers. But it was also fear because my parents were going to go away and leave me home with grandma. I love grandma, but, you know, I I was kind of scared. Then when you're watching that game, the truth comes out. You know, sometimes when you try to... uh, go one way against your grain, against what you normally do, sometimes you just can't. 
And this was a situation where I just couldn't. I changed my tune in a hurry. I went back and I started rooting for the Steelers again and figured that I would work it all out. And I guess I would be a big boy and be fine with it. I know a lot of you have heard this story before. Some of you haven't, so I'm going to say it. It was just about four years ago. Uh, no, I'd say five years ago. I think it was in 2018. And a lot of people know in my uh, profession where I'm a pharmaceutical representative. And I make friends with doctors. And there was one doctor who wasn't a who was actually a New York Giants fan, but he was a sports fan and had a lot of respect for the Steelers. And he liked memorabilia. And he showed me this helmet. And he said, I believe I have a Terry Bradshaw helmet that he actually wore. And he showed it to me. The face mask looked a little bit different. And he said, we got this from the wife of a former trainer for the Steelers. And so I, he said, can you get this sign for me? Cause I know you know how to get things. And a couple months later, Terry Bradshaw was going to be in Chantilly, Virginia. So I said, yeah, I'll take your helmet down. He goes, well, I'll, I'll pay for you to whatever the fee is to have Terry Bradshaw autograph it. So I took the helmet treated like gold because you could tell that it was something Terry wore. And I called up my dad. My dad took me to my first Steelers game, December 5th, 1982 against the Kansas city chiefs. And I went to a lot of games. And I remember when I got to take my dad to games, the first time I got to take my dad to games, I remember 1992, 10 years later, after the first game, when I got to put him in the press box and I was on the sidelines. I was working for Fox 8 in Johnstown. And I was working the sidelines. Got to take Dad to the Bill Cower press conference afterwards. Something Dad never forgets. So when you get a chance to pay your dad back, it's a wonderful thing. So I got a chance to pay him back again. I said, Dad, I'm going to take you. We're going to go meet Terry Bradshaw. Dad's met a lot of Steelers throughout the years. I have too. But Terry Bradshaw is on a different plane, you know? So we did, we went up there and everybody was trying to talk to Terry Bradshaw, even though you're paying good money, you don't want to hold up the line and, and you want to be respectful of his time. So I said to Terry, I just said, Hey, thank you so much. We, for everything you've done for the city of Pittsburgh for years. And I left it at that. And he said, where'd you get this helmet? And I, so I told him the story. He goes, hmm, I think I wore this helmet. Face mask looks a little different, but I definitely wore this helmet. And he said that before I told him the story. And then I, I said, thank you. I didn't even ask for a picture. We just went forward. And then my dad sticks his head down towards Terry Bradshaw and says, I was at Super Bowl 14. Never forget that. And he goes, really? You were there? 
And my dad said, yes, yeah, I was, I was there. He's, and I said, yeah. And he didn't take me. Before I said that, Terry said, wow, that was a tough one. We won that game, but that was, uh, man, the Rams beat us. Rams put it tough on us. And I said, yeah, he didn't take me. I'm still mad at him. And he's like, why didn't he take you? And I said, well, I was eight and he wanted to take my mom instead. And Terry Bradshaw looks at me and I am not exaggerating at all. When I say he looked at me and said, damn, son, I wouldn't have taken you either. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm, uh, I'm still not over it yet. Terry Bradshaw. I actually said his full name and he goes, son, just be glad you have your dad. I remember Terry Bradshaw saying that to me and that, that means a whole heck of a lot. And I remember with my dad leaving college, we used to, I didn't live that far away from where my fraternity house was and we would all watch the games together. But I would go and to one of our favorite sub shops and I would bring food home and it would just be me and my dad watching the game. Then I'd go back up to school and I, and Terry Bradshaw's right. And I'm, I'm lucky. I still have my dad and I'm glad I still have my dad. And that's another place where my fandom started. So everybody has roots to their fandom and everybody bleeds black and gold a different way. And I respect how they do it. I just ask them to respect the players and respect the game. And when people say Steeler fans are spoiled, and I talked about this on the show not too long ago, you're damn right we're spoiled. And that's not our fault as Steeler fans that we are spoiled. You know why? Because we're used to an above average close to great product. We're used to it. And I know the criticism, but bad. Steelers should have uh, done so much more. Mike Tomlin should have done so much more with all those great players. There's 31 other teams in the National Football League now. And I know this is not hand grenades and horseshoes. But still being close and continuing to build a program is not bad when you look at six Super Bowls in the Super Bowl era that the Steelers and the Patriots have. When you look at that, you realize that if that's the cream of the crop, then that's pretty good. Other teams would kill to be where we are as Steeler fans. So that's why we're spoiled. And it's the Steelers' fault because they achieved. And there is a standard. And we live by that standard. And we love by that standard. So I ask you to ask yourself, how did I become a fan? And when you get frustrated over something they do, think about all those great times. Think about how you all said you were going to quit. I said I was going to quit 
during those bad times. But then think about when the Steelers win on Christmas Eve against the Raiders. Just a day or two after Franco Harris passes away. And think about that. Think about the great things that a guy like Cam Hayward does. Doing the things that Franco Harris did in the community. And so many other players have done in the community. Think about the fact that when I send 8x10s into the Steeler organization, that I get them back from big players like Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. And months after his death, Franco Harris. Think about the fact that they take the time to do these things. They're not all selfish. They're out on children's hospital visits. They're handing out turkeys at Thanksgiving. And they're also human beings that have families and have flaws too. So when you talk about your favorite team, you are allowed to get frustrated. And I know I'll get in some kind of comment se sessions. Well, thank you. Who are you to tell me that you can get frustrated? No, I'm just saying it's okay to be frustrated. Just be cordial about it. Just don't, don't say anything that you wouldn't say to someone's face. And don't say anything that you wouldn't want somebody to say about you and your job. That's all I'm asking. But the bottom line to it all is we are going to share those failures and we are going to share those successes. And I think in 2023, there's going to be a lot more successes than falls. And we're going to do it together. We're going to do it together here at Steel Curtain Network. This has been Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. And of course, I ain't apologizing for nothing.